0: I'm your host, certified health coach, motivational speaker, sober since July of 2016, American Ninja Warrior competitor, two-time world record holder, and ultra-marathoner, Matt Scaletti. Here we go! Welcome back to the Live in the
1: Dream podcast. I'm your host, Matt Scaletti, and I have an incredible guest. With me today, coming from Hawaii, this is Dashima Gordon, and she has had plenty of tough times, including living in foster homes growing up, being in a near-death car accident, and struggling with depression and burnout from work. Through all these experiences, she has learned that we have the power to heal our minds, bodies, and hearts as she has fully dedicated her life to spreading this message to humanity since 2005 dashima has produced hundreds of videos multiple best selling online courses 32 instructional dvds written two published books and four ebooks led international retreats teacher trainings and events serving the growing demand for her high quality educational material in the meditation, yoga, and health and wellness market. Wow, I'm impressed already. Welcome to the show, Dashima.
2: Thank you. So nice to be here.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited to have you. How's Hawaii these days?
2: Great. I think Hawaii is always great.
1: (laughs) I'm sure it is, and I've never been there. So that's top of the list for us. I got to get there. So, Dashma, let's hear a little bit about your background. I alluded to it in your bio a little bit, but just, wow, can you walk us through what it was like growing up and some of the setbacks you had and that you had to overcome?
2: Yeah, you know, it was an interesting thing. Now, when I look back on my childhood or my life, I always think that was a blessing, you know, it's such a good experience to get to where the hardest moments of our lives become the greatest gift. And I feel that that is the healing. Like when you feel that way, it's, you know, there's completion there. So, but when you're going through it, it always feels like this is the worst thing in in the world. So it's an interesting experience we have being human. But as a child, it was really interesting. My parents were actually very like spiritual and they were into meditation and yoga and vegan and raw f- foods and organic and growing their own garden and very he- healthy, I guess you could say. But it was also during the 70s and 80s when when it was also the hippie era and they were doing a lot of experimentation with drugs and alcohol. And my mother lost her mind when I was six um, to schizophrenia. So she she was doing a combination of things which you should never do cocaine with alcohol and I think peyote or something like it was just like a bad mix I wouldn't do any of those probably like even individually are probably not like the best direction to go with your energy if you're looking for changing your state there's many better ways but (laughs) anyway so she lost her mind and she developed schizophrenia and it was like night and day so like one day she's just beautiful loving mother next day never came back and she thought my dad was an imposter. She kicked him out of the house. There was like a whole story around around that. And anyway, long story short, we ended up in foster homes and we did. We lived like in between many different homes for many different years. And it was very traumatic. I had a lot of early childhood trauma around, you know, abandonment and All the things that come from that and health issues that developed like stomach ulcers and just like all sorts of emotional trauma and physical trauma that came from that. And um, later I, I, you know, even started drinking myself. So I think that that's what happens a lot of times. Young people who experience so much trauma and things like start to just take on those ancestral uh recovery ideas which would be like let me you know numb this with alcohol and so I was doing a lot of drinking around the age of 13 till 21 and it was funny because I actually ended up quitting drinking at 21 but I had a whole period of my life where I was drinking a lot very very much like every couple of like pretty much every day we would sneak out of the house and go get drunk And um, I got in trouble a lot. I got put into, I got arrested. I got suspended from school twice for drinking at school. So I just had like so many things going on. But it was interesting because at the same time, even with all this tumultuous trauma that was happening, I, I, found refuge in certain things so I remember uh we would go into nature we would go camping or something and that always brought me some somewhat like a feeling a better feeling and then um also sports and I got really into running and being in many different sports and I was I was a athlete basically I was doing running was my favorite one because I I ran every day in high school from 6 a.m Uh, I would wake up and go running every single day. And it really was like my, that one thing It was like my therapy. It was the one thing that kind of did give me peace. And, and I had this amazing coach. I remember when I was, I think I was like maybe 14, it was ninth grade or yeah, ninth grade. And my running coach, he always liked to teach us about, you know, our, the power that we have inside of us to, you know, cause running long distance is not easy. So to be able to, you know, sustain that, that kind of running for many, many mi- miles. So he taught us about how Michael Jordan, um, who was the greatest basketball player of all time, arguably, he made more free throws and three point shots in his mind through visualization than he ever did on the court. And I always remembered that because it was my first true understanding of the power of the mind, and how we can really we are the creators, and we can create our reality. And um, that was the beginning of, of something that eventually became my whole life work. And now, you know, I've had a lot of things happen, many traumas, and then many healings. But like what you said, I was in a car accident when I was 18, the car hit me, I was riding my bicycle, and I was crossing a big Six-lane highway, not a good idea. It was the day before my birthday. I had to go across this highway, though, to get to my – I was going to work. But anyway, it started to rain, and I was going across, and my bike bike chain skipped. And so I couldn't get the tires to go forward. And I just tried to go forward, and I couldn't. And this car was coming, and um, even though the light was turning red, they were going, like, full speed, like 45 miles per hour still, and T-boned me and ended up just, you know, I died for like a few minutes. I remember seeing myself from above. It was raining. It was the day before my 18th birthday or 19th birthday. And I basically saw myself. They were cutting the clothes off of me so that they could put this neck brace. And and I went in the stretcher and the ER and everything. And it was really interesting because at the time I didn't realize how much that impacted me. Later I just developed scoliosis which is the spine becoming completely out of alignment and like curved and the doctors were all saying there's nothing you could do and you probably just do some chiropractic that will help with some of the pain because I was getting like pain in my upper back and neck and Long story short was that a few years later, I did find a yoga teacher that told me she had healed her spine with yoga. And that gave me a lot of hope. And I was like, wow, okay, well, if she can do it, I can do it. I always had that belief like, okay, everything's possible if it's been done. And I had that thought like, okay, one person did it, I'm going to do it. And, um, and at the, at the same time, I was also like kind of going through this big breakup because I had gone through this big depression and I was um, really kind of like searching for meaning in my life. I was, when I was 23 years old, I was I was like searching for meaning, I was searching for purpose, I was totally out of alignment, I was in total work-related burnout, so I was really depressed for about a year. And in that depression and that burnout, I was asking God every day. I was like, what can I do that would bring me joy to my heart? You know, like I wasn't I had the best life like from the outside. I was always like a bikini model, I looked great physically. I was like had a great house, I had a boyfriend, great boyfriend. We had a home on a golf course we bought at 21. I mean, we were literally like very ahead of the curve in the American standard of being, you know, like living the dream. And it didn't matter because nothing inside felt good. So I was like unhappy, fully, deeply depressed in the midst of uh, living the dream. And I realized this is not it. That's not it. And so I, I, I gave up everything. I left my boyfriend. I left my home. I left my job and I decided out what I asked myself, what would I do if I could um, do anything that would bring me joy? And the answer that came to me was be of service to others and also movement, like be in nature more and move around, move your body. And so I, I, I was Googling one day and actually found uh, this this program. I was Googling inner peace, which is very funny. Like 15 years ago, who was Googling inner peace? But <laughs> I just was like, what do they got to say? inner peace? And and basically I found this place. It was called yoga and inner peace. And it was a uh, Shivananda, which is a very traditional yoga style. They were doing a yoga teacher training. So I signed up for the teacher training. Long story short, that program I did this training was 10 weeks. I had to get up every day, 445 in the morning, drive for an hour to do this program. And it changed my life so completely. And there were certain elements of it that in the beginning, I was very resistant, like meditation. I was never really a meditator. I was very like athletic, but I wasn't really good at meditating and sitting still. And so I was very like resistant to that in the beginning. And then also mantras like they had us do a lot of chanting and I was kind of resistant to that and then also we had to do uh, we had to become vegetarian and then also do karma yoga which is selfless service so once a week we had to clean the toilets at the studio for free it was interesting because we were doing all of these things and all of a sudden I was like sitting there cleaning the toilets, singing like Jaya Ganesha. And like, like for the first time I had joy returning to my soul and I felt the joy of living again. And I was like, this is kind of odd. Like I couldn't find joy in my perfect reality of what I used to have. But now cleaning toilets in this strip mall for free and I'm singing these songs, I don't even know what they mean. And I felt joy in my heart and I felt good again. And and it was like, wow, this is really, really powerful medicine. And it was healing me. And so it was so cool. After I graduated, I mean, I had another really cool experience during that training that really transformed my life. I, was, I remember I was walking one day on the beach and as I was walking, there was like, it was a cloudy day. It was white. And, and so the sky was white and the ocean was white. I was walking on the beach and then the, the sand was white. So it was just like a white, I felt like I'm walking in you know, heaven or something, just a big cloud. And there was a song that we were playing every day in the teacher training. And it was like, it's called 108 sound, 108 um, words of the divine mother. And it's called the Devi mantra. And it's so peaceful. It just puts you directly into theta state for your brainwave. And I literally, as I was walking on the beach, it was the first time in my entire life that I, I felt in what they call in yoga, like total absorption. They call this samadhi. It's like a feeling where you, you kind of just go beyond, you dissolve beyond the physical world and you just feel interconnected to everything, this oneness of existence. And I just heard this resounding sound of Om And it was just like for hours, it was like Aum. And it was like for hours and I was just walking and I felt the first time in my life, true, deep, true inner peace. And and it changed my life on such a fundamental level. So after I graduated, I started just sharing. I never thought that you could become a full-time like yoga or meditation teacher because 15 years ago, nobody was really making a living doing this. But I was like, I need to share this because it's so powerful and I actually love sharing it. And it feels really good to share it. So the more that I share, then I just feel good and feel better. So I just kept sharing and all of a sudden I would attract like all these clients. And I ended up, you know, one of my clients launched my YouTube channel. I was one of the first YouTube YouTube people back you know, in the start of YouTube 2006. And a lot of my videos went viral on YouTube and I ended up getting this huge international audience.
1: That is what an amazing story. I mean, that is plus you laid it out so well. I mean, you you paint these pictures visually where we can just see exactly what you were going through. And so that is how you transitioned. As soon as this 10 week course ended, did you basically at that point become a meditation teacher and that started the whole process of where you are today
2: sort of like in the beginning I actually was trying you know because i had to figure out how do i make a career right so i, I was doing a few things. I was, I was also a fitness trainer. So I would do personal training, like with yoga and medit and and meditation and also fitness. And people loved that because, you know, I also am really athletic. So I would get everybody working out and get them in good shape. And and we would help them with their diet and everything. So I was really like, I would call it like a lifestyle coach or a life coach as well in the beginning. And I got, you know, I got really creative and innovative because back then, you know, like I said, there wasn't a lot of yoga the way that it is now so back then you know I, I started a program where I could teach um, young people in the school system and I was teaching like a t- couple of different courses for, for um, private school students both like at the very young age between two and five so I had these little tiny kids that had like class twice a week with 40 little two to five year olds and I was teaching them and it was so cool like they were so fun but it was very draining and <laughs> I was like holy mackerel just one hour with them I need a nap but And then, But they were really cool and really fun. And then I had a, another group that was like six till 12. So I had like different age groups as kids. And then I was teaching also at the um, local hospital and I got to do a whole program for the hospital for their 250 employees. And also um, they had a yoga studio in the hospital, which was really cool. So we had like mommy and me and I did all these kids yoga and parents yoga and family yoga. And I was like the family yoga girl uh, doing all the doing all the classes for the kids and the families. And then I ended up doing like all of a sudden attracting a lot of private clients. So then I started working with private clients and then I started teaching online uh, courses and all my videos on YouTube. And it just kind of like branched from there. Like in the beginning it was It was just like, how can I share this and I'll share it with everyone. It didn't matter like age or gender. It wasn't about any of that. I just was like, okay. And then coming up with creative innovative ways to, to find different audiences and, um, and also like how to relate to people. Like some people would come to me for healing. And so I would help them. Like one, one lady, she was coming to me like two to three times a week for three or four years um, helping her healing her hips and stuff. So I got really detailed in like learning how to heal people with their various ailments and um so I I just it was like a very important time in the beginning because I was just really learning all the different ways that this amazing blessing which I would call like yoga and meditation this whole world that opened up for me and and then finding various ways to like help people with it with whatever, meeting them where they are and like helping them. And then for me, because I had that scoliosis thing, I actually ended up healing my scoliosis. So that was like the, one of my big motivators too, was that I was like, you know, I was really motivated because I saw an x-ray that my, my cervical spine had lost the curve and one of my hips was higher than the other. So I really, you know, I was like working with this and uh, it took me a few years, but I ended up healing that. So pretty much anything that I was like, okay, I'm healing this now. And then like, if I have like emotional traumas then I'm like, okay, I'm focusing on this now. And it was like, every time I turn around, I have more stuff needed healing. So even to this day, I still, like lately I've been working on ancestral healing, um, Course, which is so I'm um, doing this program where you can actually heal your ancestors seven generations back, you know. So, even beyond healing ourselves, the power that we have to heal our lineage not only back but in forward, and then like the, healing the whole, you know, existence, healing all of humanity that way. That's what I'm really inspired that we can do that.
1: Wow! Oh, my goodness, I could ask you so many questions about healing ancestors. That sounds like that is. I've just, I've never heard that before. That sounds very unique. And I would be interested in hearing more about that myself.
2: Yeah. It's really interesting. Like, it's just like an endless, beautiful. I think the most important thing is people realize you got to get started somewhere, you know? And that's what I love about yoga and meditation is like, you know, just getting in touch with yourself first and looking at like, okay, what aspects of myself need healing and really like tapping into being in touch with yourself. So I have like a whole program I, I, I created, it's called self-love and yoga. And this is like a really interesting thing because it just teaches you like, okay, like first, just like, how do I feel right now? And like, you know, make sure you give yourself that time to what, even if it's only 30 minutes or an hour a day, but like I do as much as I can every day because, you know, even after 15 years, you go deeper and deeper and deeper and you realize, wow, like as you clear more and more layers of, all this kind of stuff that we accumulate from our childhood or from our environment or from the school that we went to or from whatever traumas that we've had and we can clear and heal and start to really let go of all of that and then we get to this really amazing place it's like i call it getting to the essence you know like the pure essence of who we are and that's who we really are and when we're at when we're connected to that that's when we are living our best life and we're in the flow. And I have a new book called the flow state and it's all about that. It's like connecting to yourself and then connecting to the source of life and then allowing your, you know, ourselves to be a channel and to be a vessel for our, our divine unique gifts and to share those into the world.
1: Oh, that's going to be so good. And is the book is coming out right soon.
2: I don't have a date set, but it's going to be 2021 and uh, it's going to be uh, through Hay House. I'm a speaker at the Hay House um, Flow Summit, which is coming out in October and people can participate along with that. I'm a speaker in the Flow Summit with like the Dalai Lama and Eckhart Tolle and Sadhguru and all of these amazing spiritual masters. And um, it's such a cool thing because when I started teaching all of this, I always felt that's what it was about for me. Like anytime I feel out of flow, I would do like a cleanse or, you know, like meditation or some breath work or whatever these practices that I've learned to get back in flow but now I feel like the kind of the world is catching up to that and we're actually you know we're calling it the flow state and people are like actually very very much aware that this is something that we want to connect to and then the more we're connected into the flow and we're living in the flow state then life is easier it's more enjoyable it's health it's happiness it's prosperity and so living in the flow is definitely where everybody should be focused on for sure.
1: I love it. The flow is the way to go. That's what it sounds like to me. Well, I'm (laughs) excited for the new book, The Flow Summit. We'll have to put a link in the show notes maybe for people that can go there. I have to ask you, because I was looking on your website, and now I think I'm connecting it. When you started out on your journey, you went to this course 10 weeks, and now it sounds like you're doing a lot of, I mean, you have your own school, and I guess it's online now, maybe with COVID more, but also in person. Can you talk about the school you have set up a little bit?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So after I learned all of these amazing, powerful healing tools, I was like, you know, I just wanted to share. And so in the beginning, I would make you know, I have a lot of videos on YouTube and uh, I was doing classes and workshops and private clients. And I was doing a lot of different ways of teaching this. And then I got this message in a meditation one time. It was actually in a shamanic ceremony. I got this message and it was like, you need to start your school and you're going to, Certify other teachers. You're going to train people how to share this blessing with others because you can only reach so many people alone. And so you know, build a build a team, build an army, build a tribe, and um and they will and they will come and they will learn and then they will share and then you're going to impact millions more this way. So I have a, a yoga teacher training, I call it. It's it's a, it's actually, we call it Pranashama Yoga Institute. So we actually call our teachers Pranashaman. So Shaman is like an energy healer and teaching people how to heal your own energy, how to heal other people in the mind, your emotions, spiritual healing, like we talked about, and also physically. So just like all the levels and we use um, sort of a fusion approach. So it's not just with yoga and not just with meditation, but we have Kundalini, Kriyas, mantras, breath work, detox, cleansing, also Tantra and uh, different kind of Eastern practices, Qigong, Tai Chi, as well as like kind of more modern practices like biohacking. And we also integrate shamanism and Ayurveda for like plant medicine and healing through plants and um, sort of the most natural way to come back to wholeness. So that's the school. And we have online yoga teacher training. Um, People can become certified and get trained through through us and also in live programs. Nowadays, we're mostly doing the online because it's the way to go right now, but um, I think it's always a good thing. The online is really, really cool. Uh, Everybody's been loving it. We do have a live weekly workshop three hours every week and we're on zoom. And then also we have a weekly business training. So I also teach the people that are in the program how to create a career with it so that not only do they learn how to do the, 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 the healing and how to help people, but also how to make that into a full-time living and a dharma and to serve their purpose of life through the vessel of the gifts that they are currently you know, excited about. And so we offer both and we have live workshops every week. And then we have the online program, uh, all together and then we also have a live program in bali so whenever we can travel again that's one of the places we have bali we have hawaii we also do it in costa rica sometimes and europe so those have been our our most popular locations for the past 10 years but we welcome everybody who wants to apply and i'm actually have a a webinar that we're going to be launching pretty soon i'll give you the link but it's at pranashama.com and you can go um, watch the webinar that'll be coming out in just pretty soon
1: Wow, you have so it's just incredible to me how much you've been able to produce in in 10 to 15 years. It's so impressive. And it seems like you have a lot of different options for different levels of where different people are in their lives, in their yoga lives or meditation lives. I just think it's it's all so cool. Let, let me ask you this, Dash, Dashima. I love you, I love saying that regarding the a beginner in yoga or meditation and somebody who thinks, ah, you know, maybe, I don't know if that's for me. Can you just give some real simple benefits of yoga and or meditation or another aspect of what you do just to help people who may not know about it?
2: Absolutely. I mean, there's just so many benefits. I We could just talk about meditation to start, I guess. I think that There's a saying from the Buddha says the mind is everything, what you think you become. And what happens is when we're born, we have a mind and we think that it's just going to do what it's going to do. But when we learn that we actually can become a master of our mind and we can make it do what we want it to do, we can be the director, it doesn't need to be like directing us. So that's the shift is going from, you know, just like whatever's going on in your mind and letting your life just be like kind of a ship on the open ocean, like getting kind of like thrown around to being in control of your mind and mastering that and also the emotions. And so that's really what creates our reality. So as we become more in tune with what's going on in our mind, that's how we we start is with meditation. You, You learn, you close your eyes, you look at your mind, you look at your thoughts, you observe, you become mindful. And when you become mindful and you observe what's going on in the mind, in the beginning, it can be very humbling because you're like oh my goodness look at this like I'm thinking these thoughts like wow and and you can see how one thought gets to the next one and then it spirals down or it can go the other way you can one thought thinks another thought and then it's spiraling up so we choose you know are we spiraling down or are we spiraling up and it's really a daily moment by moment discipline practice to get to the point where you notice a thought You know that's a destructive thought that's not going to help your life. It's not going to bring you what you want in life. It's making you feel bad or whatever. And then you notice, you observe, and you learn how to let it go and replace it with a better thought, a better feeling. And this is the power of meditation that we can all learn to master. And in the beginning, it's just... You got to be humble because you learn to close your eyes and you realize, I don't even like sitting here for two minutes. It's very uncomfortable. And like, I can't even sit because my hips are too tight and you get all this kind of chatter. But, and that's what it was like for me in the beginning, I couldn't sit because my hips were too tight. It was very painful, but with time and I was very dedicated because I was like, okay, you know, I'm bad now, but I'm going to be better. And I'm going to just work at it. Just like when you want to become more in shape, you work out, you want to get better results in your life, you have to meditate and meditation is medicine for your mind. And so through my school, through Pranayama Yoga Institute, we teach a variety of meditation practices, whether it's mantra, breath work, or visualizations, there's guided meditations, there's even yoga nidra, which is healing guided meditation. So there's a variety of different ways that you can go in and learn to explore your mind and get more intimate with it and then learn to master it, like, you know, like grab it by the reins. It's like, okay, now, I'm going to tell you what we're thinking today. You're not just going to do whatever you choose.
1: I love that. And I love how you said meditation is medicine for the mind. That's such a great, simple way to put it. And yeah, this is so interesting. And you're so right. As a novice meditator, I know the feeling of sitting for a minute and a half and then thinking, did I close the front door and should I be doing something else? And the mind just goes so many different crazy ways. It's, uh, it can be it can be pretty wild experience for a, a newbie, but I, I've learned a lot even in a short amount of time. So I, I have to ask you, because you talked about meditation and just talking about yoga, but more importantly, I have to smile because I believe I'm talking with the person who technically invented stand-up paddleboard yoga. Is that correct?
2: Well, what happened was I was the first person to put a video online So this was like 2008 or 2009 and my video was the first one that was ever online so and it went viral and it wasn't like that good of a video because there was a big water drop on the lens and this is like 2009 and like we didn't even really have great waterproof camera situations but I just I made this video and because uh, it was so fun I went out with my friend and and I and it just felt like a natural thing It's like paddleboard is a perfect size for yoga because it's almost the same size as a yoga mat and then they have like a grippy pad on the top so it just like naturally I just started doing the yoga and I got my friend and he filmed me. And then I put it on YouTube and it it got like a couple hundred thousand views. And that was kind of the start. And then a lot of people started doing it after that. And then I ended up actually a few years later, I I had traveled the world for five years as a paddleboard yoga athlete. And I, um, I had my own line of boards with Starboard, which is one of the top three board companies in the world. And I traveled around the world with a global campaign called Be The Change. And it was all about you know, ocean conservation and how like everything we do affects everything else. And it ripples out. And I did like this five year tour and I I got featured on the TV in Japan and Germany and all over in Thailand and many places. And I was in the media a lot, magazine covers. And it was really an interesting, really fun time. And a lot of people came to me. I did these paddleboard yoga teacher training. So I would actually certify paddleboard yoga teachers. So that was really a fun. I mean, it's so fun. It's one of the best things.
1: What a great five year period. I mean, this is just you're blowing me away. And I have to say congratulations as well. I didn't put this in the bio, but 2019 Happiness Hall of Fame winner, Stanford <laughs> see, from a, a unbelievable university. So congrats on that as well.
2: Thank you. Yeah, that was, what, you know, I was thinking about that I was like, that was one of the highlights. I feel like it's one of my pinnacle moments, you know, because it was like, I had such a hard early life. So when you've come through the amount of trauma and just horrible things that I've experienced, and then like, kind of like to be given something like that as a as a confirmation, I felt like it was because I don't really have parent. like my dad's still alive, my mom passed away, but um, I never really had a relationship to my parents that much because of what I, I went through. So um, it was almost like the universe was my parents and they kind of like, the universe was patting me on the back, like, okay, you, you, you know, good job. That's kind of how I felt about that. And it, it felt really meaningful to me because of what I've been through. Not so much like, Oh, I'm an award winner, but like, just like the fact that it was the happiness hall of fame, like literally that. I, I feel like I did learn that no matter what happens, I can always find happiness again. And that that's such a gift. I I want that for everybody in the world. Like if everybody, no matter what happens in your life, that you have the tools and you have the resources, you have the ability to find happiness again, no matter what happens. That's the biggest gift.
1: That's a great way to end it right there is you want happiness for everybody or be able to find happiness, no matter what's going on in your life. I love that. And I'm so glad that you did win because wow what an upbringing and the way that you turned it around and the way that you said it was a blessing. And maybe it took a few years to, to think that, but I think that's so powerful that you see it as a blessing now and and not a bad thing. So congratulations on all of that. At the end of the interviews, I do this thing called the final five. It's like a rapid of five questions. Are you ready for it? Dashima? I'm I'm ready. Well, you know, before I do that, do you want to tell everyone where they can find you, follow you and potentially sign up for one of your courses or your school?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Like you can find me everywhere. My name is Dashama, D-A-S-H-A-M-A. You can find me on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, come say hi. And um, also on my website, dashama.org or dashama.com. They both go to the same place and you can I have some free resources if you'd like to get started with some of this Um, if you go to dashima.org forward slash love I have this seven day self-love and yoga challenge and it includes meditation and breath work yoga mantras kriya kundalini all sorts of really cool practices EFT for emotional freedom technique and it's this really beautiful seven day journey that you can get started with me and it's free and you can go to dashima.org forward slash love I also have another one for getting into flow state so if you want to try this so the flow state it's a free little video series and it's dashamorg forward slash flow so those are two free offerings that i that i have and also be sure to subscribe to my youtube channel i have like hundreds of videos on there and if you'd like to become a yoga or teacher meditation teacher energy healer or just deepen your own healing and meditation yoga journey um, we have a yoga teacher training certification program so you can become fully certified and develop yourself as a amazing blessing to this world and pass this gift on to others and we have both online and the live program you can see that at pranashama.com so it's p-r-a-n-a-s-h-a-m-a pranashama.com and that's my school pranashama yoga institute
1: you have all the bases covered it's so impressive and you can just see I mean, this is the first time I'm speaking with you sort of face-to-face and the passion that comes out with you. You just, you love this and you can tell that how much you're all in on it. And I just think that's the coolest. So the final five, are you ready? Ready. All right. Dashima, how do you want to be remembered?
2: At the end of the life, if I, people think of Dashima, I want them to think that I, that I was a loving blessing to this world.
1: I love it. Simple and powerful. What are you most thankful for?
2: I'm most thankful for the connection that I have to the source of life, which gets me through everything.
1: (laughs) Well said. You're just like, I love how, how strong (laughs) you, you don't have to use a lot of words. They're just powerful answers. I love it. Alright, here's my favorite question Dashima. If if we see Dashima at a wedding reception and she is dancing, what is her best dance move?
2: <laughs> well, I I was a fire dancer. I, this is a whole another part of my life. I was a professional fire dancer for also five other years. And so maybe I'd be doing a fire dance you never know. Mine my- I- it was a combination yoga and fire dancing so it's kind of like uh it's a really interesting art form
1: it's in, you've lived like 48 lives in one life it's incredible
2: yeah and i had like seven deaths so you know nine lives 48 different <laughs> versions of this situation many different realities in one
1: it's incredible it really it blows me away okay dashma what is the biggest obstacle you have overcome
2: Biggest obstacle for sure has been my mind and my emotions. Like I'm a very emotional person. And what I've learned is that it took me a very long time and I'm still working on this to this day is emotional mastery. Like literally not letting emotions sweep me up, not being controlled by my mind and my emotions and like literally being able to be the master of that that's the most important thing in life I feel and and that's what I work on every day but I've gotten much better so I would say that I've definitely overcome some of my greatest obstacles have been on that level and like I said when I when I was working on the healing of my spine and everything it was like you know just the knowing that I can and all of us can overcome anything so knowing
1: that oh that's such a great way to almost end it one more question who is your hero.
2: You know, when I think about like all people and, and I and I really turn to like the masters, you know, in the world, and there was just a few that I'm like, this person was the exemplary, you know, being that came here and brought brought the brought the goodness <laughs> and was consistent there, you know, and, and I really think I think about Although, you know, my father, I was raised um, Jewish and my mother was Christian. But I think of Jesus. I think of people who dedicated their life to service, Mother Teresa. I think of um, the masters, the enlightened masters of the like all time, you know, that came here and and brought wisdom and um, and also the ones that are currently doing that. So Sadhguru, Sri Sri Ravi Shankar the enlightened masters of the world. I feel like that's when I, when I really um, turn to when I, when I'm seeking inspiration. And so those are the people that I, that I look to.
1: Well said, I love it. I I can't thank you enough for hopping on here today. And I wish I was in Hawaii at some point we will get there. Uh, And you've just been, you've given so much information and value and, I can't thank you enough for coming on and giving us some of your time.
2: Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Many blessings to everyone and I hope to see you soon.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of Live in the Dream with Matt Scaletti. I'm so grateful for you. Please share this podcast on your social media so others can benefit from this valuable content. Also, please subscribe to my podcast because if you aren't,